Good morning. Good evening. No, 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 I didn't finish my sentence yet. Good morning. Can't say that. <laughs> Clown baskets. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> Fart waffle. <laughs> uh. People may be wondering what's going on. We may be, yes. We have a secret Santa event in the office. And my coworker, who's very intelligent and is a bright human being, she doesn't know a lot of insults in English. So I'm her secret Santa and I got her a creative cursing, a mix and match profanity generator. And I'm using it on Richie, as well as people in the stream. <laughs> Until I give it to her and unfortunately I have to give it to her today so this is the last time I can use it on you Richie that's a shame so we have to make the best of it yeah right okay yeah mm -hmm. that's the real reason why I'm recording with you this morning story behind why we're doing this specific topic. Do I get to find out what it is at any point? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna... I, I was about to tell okay. you. I was about to tell you. Yep. Like the, the structure of this is actually mirroring the Souls games, because I found out what I was doing, and then six hours later I found out why. Okay. okay. I was gonna tell you, trash pooper. <laughs> I'm going to miss this. <laughs> I'm sure we'll manage. <laughs> so, yesterday I was streaming Bloodborne. Yeah. And I asked a question on stream. Right. And I'm like, whoever answers the question correctly, the next episode we record will cover the theme of your choice for Bloodborne. Oh. Yeah. And so, Blake Lestard answered correctly, yeah. and they were like, can you do Berserk stuff in relation to Bloodborne? And I'm like, okay, because we have been planning to do it for a while, but we just, like, forget about it. And also, Berserk, reading Berserk would take, like, a year. I read, like, most of it. But it, it's been going for, like, almost 30 years. I was reading it before bed, like, for a while, every evening, back when I wasn't too, like, doing um, good lore. Yeah, yeah, before I ruined everything. Yeah, I was actually taking screenshots of, like, each page that reminded me of the Soulsborne series right. in terms of theme and what was drawn on it. And I tried to look for it yesterday. I don't know where it is. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh, would you like to know what the question was? What was the question? The question was, <laughs> what is the other name of Bergenworth? Well, well, we all know that that is Dignity City. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Lance is currently digging up, like, there's like a third of Bergenworth that wasn't included in the final game. 
The upside down Dignity City? Do you City? think it's going to be called Dignity City and we were right all along? I can tell you that its name in early development is just The Big University, which obviously they couldn't keep because they made it very small. <laughs> all of a sudden, Dignity City does not sound like the worst name for Bergenworth. <laughs> Big university. Can we just rename this podcast Dignity City? We need to, like, start a spin-off podcast called Dignity City. Okay. We just need to, like, come up with a theme. <laughs> oh, and I did the thing yesterday you told me not to do, and I did it. Good. Because you were like, no. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, I didn't know what thing I told you not to do that you did. So, and the thing is, like, you posted this this Twitter poll that was like, Richard told me not to do something, should I do it? And then people were messaging me being like, oh, what, what did you tell her not to do? Like, what is it? And I said, I actually don't know. Because <laughs> people do think still that, like, the, the weird things that you do are like a bit that we've discussed beforehand, but they're not. You just do these things without telling me. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we should like tell people to go check out um, Allison's channel. Oh yeah, she's been uploading a lot. Twitch.com Allison by proxy, YouTube.com Allison by proxy, Twitter.com Allison by proxy. Check her out; she's super awesome yeah. and super nice, and she's also super adorable. She is. Okay. Okay. So. Some of these are really, really, really mean. <laughs> Even I can't read them out loud. That's why. What's a glob? Like a blob. A blob? It's like a blob, but I guess smaller. Let's define. Okay. Okay. So, fetus glob. <laughs> yes. In today's podcast, mm -hmm. discussing Bloodborne and Berserk, yep. we're going to talk about the Hunter's Mark... And the mark of sacrifice. Yep. Since you have read Berserk, you can probably explain most of this. I could, mm. but then what would be the use of you? You need someone to take your frustrations out on while you're recording. <laughs> Let's start with the Hunter's Mark. Okay. Can you tell us what it is and remind us what it does? <laughs> well. Um, the Hunter's Mark is something that, the way it's explained in the game, is that inside your mind is a, it's referred to as an upside-down rune. When you go and get Blood Minister at the beginning of the game, um, as you're sort of drifting in and out of consciousness, you see the messengers from the dream crawl on you, and then they crawl up to your face and one of them puts its hand, like, over your face. And when it does that, you hear the doll say, oh, you found yourself a hunter. And that's what links you to the dream. The idea is that you now have, um, it's not stated explicitly, but this is clearly what's happened. The messengers, by touching you or by visiting you when you're half conscious or whatever, it's possible that that was like, maybe they were in the dreamlands and you were in the dreamlands and you were sort of shifting in and out of both. By... They've branded you kind of psychically with this brand that is described as an upside-down rune. It looks kind of like... It's stylized after a hanging corpse, so it sort of looks like you've got like a body and then there's two 
arms coming off the side and then a dot in the middle that's the head. And the idea is that when you have this rune in your mind, every time you die, the rune kind of, like, you, it links you to the dreamland. So when you die, instead of dying, you are, like, sent back there and then you wake up again. So the rune binds you to the dream so you can't die. At the end of the game, you encounter German, and if you choose to submit to German, he will decapitate you, which kind of severs your connection to the Hunter's Mark. And other character, and after that point, you're no longer bound to the dream. And there are other characters in the game, like Dura and Eileen, who have been to the dream, and they also had the Hunter's Mark, but they don't anymore. So when they die, they're gone forever. So it's a way of of making us um, making us immortal for one night to accomplish one purpose. Great! I just realized something. You're not recording. Oh God! Oh shit! Let me check. No, I am. Okay. No, no. What I was saying stuff, and you just kept talking, and then I said some more stuff, and you just kept talking. And you were muted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you were being unusually quiet, but I thought it, it's quite early for you. <laughs> yeah, when you said <laughs> the rune is upside down, yeah, it made me think of upside down Birkenworth. Is Dignity City and the rune related? Well, the reason it is um, throughout the game, you find sort of. There are corpses that are hung in that exact pose. They're in Old Yarnum and they're in the fishing hamlet. The idea is that um, the hunters adopt that symbol. So when they go places, when they like destroy somewhere, they leave a corpse in that pose as like a sign that they've been there. The hunters do that? Well, who else would it be? Oh, you see, because I was thinking of your older videos where you mentioned, maybe it was you, maybe it wasn't you, uh, that the corpses are in the fishing hamlet to tell the hunters to stay away and they're hanging in the I, I used to think that, but I think it's pretty clear that now that the, the corpse in the fishing hamlet that's strung up like that, the hunters left that there. Mm. And that the accursed brew that you're given by the priest is the head of the corpse that's decapitated to make that sign. Because you also find that corpse um, hanging, in, hanging in that way in Old Yarnum, which the hunters also destroyed. And clearly, like, the, the destruction of Old Yarnum, that, like, that's all the hunters' work. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that they leave the corpses like that as, like, a sign the hunters have been here. Really? Because there's a lot of them in the Witch of Hamwick room, right, that are hanging? They're not hanging in the same position, though. Oh, you're right. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a specific pose where the... I don't know why we're describing this, because no one listening to this will not have played it. But, like, it's a specific <laughs> well. pose where they're hanging from their feet and their their wrists are bound together. So they sort of look like an upside-down Y. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and back in the day, in 2015, when the game just came out, there were a lot of posts and just, like, videos about how it also looks like a tarot card. Well, it looks like the Hanged Man tarot card, yeah, because it's a depiction of a hanged man. Yeah. yeah. I don't hear about that a lot anymore. Well, because that's sort of the extent of it. Like, it looks like the Hanged Man tarot card because it's literally a hanged man. Mm-hmm. 
I, I can't remember if you said it. It's early. It's like 6 a.m. Who created the Hunter's Mark? Well, it seems to go back to the Thumerians. Mm-hmm. Because it's a carol rune. Right. So I, the idea is that the carol runes exist independently, like, of the people who observe them. They kind of, they're like platonic forms. The idea is that the carol runes are just sort of, like, part of, I guess, like, the world, the collective unconsciousness or something, and you can tap into it. So the, the hunter's mark is, like, it's something in the language of the Great Ones. We don't know what, but... It's adopted by the hunters, so it may mean something different. Like, it might mean sacrifice or something to the Great Ones, but the hunters have adopted it. In the same way that the church adopt that rune, that's like the three, um, like the three dots in like a triangle with the, with the, like a cup underneath it, as their, like, symbol. But like that may that doesn't necessarily mean what they think it means. It's just a symbol that they adopt, because to them it means communion. But it may have meant something else. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you. And you find throughout the Chalice Dungeons, uh, like the Hunter's Mark symbol, but it's like. It'll look slightly different. It'll be distorted in some way. It'll be like rounder or fatter or something. The idea being that, like, because this, this, like, a, this rune sort of shape just exists outside of, you know, regardless of whether there are people around to observe it. When people kind of tap into it, they all see it slightly differently. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that informative information. Yes. Wench donkey. <laughs> Good. I could hear you turning the pages. I was just waiting. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so now tell me what is um, the Mark of Sacrifice? Shouldn't you do this because you know about Berserk more than I do? Or do you want me to, like, well, okay. tell you what well, I... Well, okay, what happened okay. was... What happened was... Yesterday... Evening is when I streamed, so that's when the idea for the podcast arose, yep. and I had to go to sleep. Right. And so I was like, could you do some research on this? And now I woke up. Okay. So, which one of us has more of a brain right now to talk about this? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what I know about the brand of Sacrifice. Keeping in mind, I don't know that much about Berserk. Good. The brand of sacrifice is on the neck of the main character of Berserk, who's called Guts. And it's there because... Do we want to go through the whole band of the hawk thing, or just say a guy? Just say a guy. <laughs> a guy sacrificed um in order to become a demon he had to sacrifice something he was the captain of a group of mercenaries he chose to sacrifice the mercenaries so that they would like their sacrifice would fuel him becoming a demon they're all branded with this mark it looks a lot like the uh, hunter's mark from bloodborne kind of it looks like a if you take a mirror and put it to like have the bloodborne mark yeah yeah it's the same basic like 
ge- it looks like kind of like in like a Norse rune or something. Like it's a sort of like lines. Yeah. Um, so they're all marked with that, and that's a sign that like demons can come for them. So these demons all come and they they kill them all, with the exception of Guts, who survives. But Guts is still branded with the brand. It's still on his body, so the demons can still find him. It kind of gives him like a sense that they're coming because when whenever there's demons around, the brand starts. Does it like bleed or burn or something like that? Something like that. It does yeah. something. Yeah, when demons are around, it starts sort of bleeding and burn. It's something like they're like hurting, and that gives him a sense that oh, there's demons coming. So he gets like a sixth sense that there's yeah. But the idea is that they're chasing him because he's literally branded like he belongs to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's on the back of his neck, which is wh- why I think in Canehurst, when that guy with the the kind of blow dart thing hits you, you get the Canehurst mark on the back of your neck. Oh, I didn't, I didn't think of that. But yeah, yeah. Do we want to explain that part? <laughs> I think you should. In Canehurst, there's a, a weird old man with a blow dart gun that is also a cane. And in Canehurst, there are these ghosts. They usually can't tell where you are unless you're very close to them. But what happens is if he hits you with this dart thing, it makes the Canehurst, the the carol rune that Canehurst adopted, then appears like glowing on the back of your character and all the ghosts suddenly aggro onto you. So it's kind of similar to the brand of sacrifice because it's like, okay, this thing is on you. Now they can find you. Yeah, and you know what? That rune seems to have more in common with the brand of sacrifice than the hunter's rune. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I don't think I've heard that mentioned before. Well, at least back when I was doing research for lore, back when this channel was good. Yeah, in the golden age. Because I feel like I would have remembered. Yeah. yeah. Then you sacrificed your channel to me. Oh my god, uh, do I have a mark? Because uh, you know how easily I injure myself. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a mark somewhere. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm at the Wikipedia page and it says, uh, The egg of the perfect world sacrificed his world. Interestingly, his own body seems to have become branded. I don't remember that. Is that the apostle who looks like an egg? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to explain apostles to people because we're just like randomly bringing in stuff oh. from Berserk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can you in, explain apostles? So in Berserk, there are these things. Did you just sigh at me? In Berserk, <laughs> there are the- <laughs> <laughs> there are these. Amulets called Baalets that are clearly the visual basis of the cracked red eye orb in Dark Souls. They're just like a red orb with facial features on it that are kind of scrambled up like a Picasso painting or a Mr. Potato Head. And what happens <laughs> yeah. is that if you have a Baalet in your possession, it's it's called the egg of they call them the egg of the king. And the idea is this is like a sign that you're destined for greatness, but you have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. So throughout Berserk, there are these like demonic characters who are referred to as the apostles. And 
the idea is that they're people who had to bail it and then Berserk does interesting things like causality and fate. So the idea is that when you reach your lowest point um, and you're like, you can't go on anymore, that retroactively means you you would get a bail at some point. Like that moment of, of uh, like that low point that's like the absolute sort of abyss of despair. When you reach that point, a bail it sort of is almost like sent back in time. Like, like it, it's predestined. It knows this will happen to you. So, oh, we could look at the other way around and say that the fact that you have a bail, it means that you're destined for this to happen. Like you can't get out of it. So at that low point, the bail, it allows you to become this, a demon called an apostle. If you sacrifice something. So like we were talking about before, um, guts and the mercenary band. The idea is that the former head of the mercenary band was a guy called Griffith who thought he would be destined to become like a great king. Basically, his ambition gets the better of him and his desire to control everything gets the better of him. So that you only need to sort of like have one minor thing go wrong. And then he kind of begins spiraling because it's like, I can't control things anymore. Even though he is in control, like 99% of what's going on is still going according to his plan. That tiny little, like, chink in the armor. Yeah. The fact that there's one thing that he couldn't control and couldn't predict and it didn't go the way he planned sets him off, like, spiraling downward. And it ends with him losing everything, being tortured. Uh, He has the tendons in his limbs cut. He has his tongue torn out. And he has his face completely mutilated. So. Even though he's rescued, he can never be like a knight. He can't be a king anymore. Yeah. He's at this point where like suddenly the people who he used to be in charge of are like carrying him around like a baby and he can't do anything. So he he could have crawls off to try killing himself. And then as he's doing that, he sees the bailet, which he has had with like, it's, it's been a, charm of his that's protected him and as he's about to he goes i've only seen the anime i don't know how this plays out in the manga but the idea is he he goes into a a river and there's a rock and he just tries to like impale himself on the rock because he can't even walk properly and then his blood falls on the bayonet and suddenly he's able to like you can get everything you wanted back again if you just sacrifice all these people Mm -hmm. so he chooses to sacrifice his like mercenary band, which at this point is like several hundred people. He chooses to sacrifice them all to kind of get, he gets his body back and he gets a, he gets a castle and a kingdom that he always wanted. And he's, he's kind he's kind of reborn. So like the other character, the apostle characters are that he is a much stronger one. He is referred to as a member of the God hand, which is like a group of really, really high ranking apostles. But there's other ones throughout the story. Like there's that one you mentioned there, who's an egg. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know if his backstory is really expanded on, but the idea is he was just like a guy who, at his lowest point, for whatever reason, decided he would use a bailet to become a giant egg. And and in doing that, he like what he chooses to sacrifice is his physical form. So he basically looks like Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's other characters like there's a there's a a guy who um who can become a snake. There's a guy who can become a, a sort of like a crystalline dragon. There's a, a wandering kind of immortal guy called Zod. 
Maybe these are all referred to as the apostles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Richie, as you were talking, you made me think of something. What? I'm not looking up for an insult. I'm, I'm trying to formulate a thought. Okay. <laughs> in case you're wondering. Uh, you know, um, when you were talking about, like, sacrifices and how the the thing was with Griffith yeah. all along? Yeah. It made me think of the guiding moonlight. Yeah. Well, I think what they're really more getting at is like the red eye orbs in Dark Souls, where it's like I know, I know you said no, it, but I like, get it, are, but are you willing to sacrifice like other people to make yourself like it's like this temptation, like you could use the orb. Yeah, yeah. okay, but are we talking about Dark Souls now? Well, Berserk is much more influential on Dark Souls than Bloodborne. Can you please stay on topic? Okay. You. I can't say that one. <laughs> oh my I hope you leave all the page turning in. <laughs> okay. Some of them, like, are really mean. Like, I can't, oh, I can't say these words out loud. They're so vulgar, too. Well, should you, should you give it to her then if she's going to say all these things? Yeah, she's going to fucking love it. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, okay, use not wipe. Okay, there we go. Yeah. That was, that was That good. sounds like a, like a family-friendly curse they'd put in, like, a kid's drama series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you snot wipe. <laughs> okay. So, as I was saying, yeah. The guiding moonlight and the uh, the thing you said, I can never pronounce it. Say it again. Bail it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cuz it's written with like an h and you don't say an h and it's right? Bail it. Yeah, it's throwing me off. I can't do it. Okay. So the thing, let's just call, what can we call it? What other name can we give it? Well, aren't they called the egg of the king? Egg of the king. How about we call it? <laughs> okay, this is good. So all the people who leave comments complaining about sin chewing, you didn't know how good you had it. <laughs> I think they'll all be very happy to know that you're giving this book away later today. <laughs> we'll call it Ball Face. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the Ball Face yes. resembles the Guiding Moonlight sword. No, that's uh, the. The Red Eye Orb? No, what the fuck are you talking I about? I know you said it resembles oh my it. God. It does look like one. Guiding. No, the Guiding Moonlight. Sword. Yes. What is the sword's name? The moonlight is the name of the sword. No, it's like blah 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 sword. <laughs> and I can't. I can't. I can't access that part of my brain yet. It's called. It's called the moonlight great sword. No. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, fucking Ludwig's Ludwig's sword. Holy moonlight sword. Ludwig's Holy Blade! That's a different sword! Oh. Oops. (laughs) I'm thinking of the blue one! What's the blue one called? The blue one is called the Holy Moonlight Sword. Holy Moonlight Sword! There we go! That's not what you said before. How hard is it? (laughs) Yeah, Holy Moonlight Sword. (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. So, I think Ballface sort of resembles the Holy Moonlight Sword. Go on. In the sense where Ludwig says that, oh, you were by my side all along. Yeah. And also in the sense where Ludwig sacrificed his friendship with Maria. That's true. To become the head of the healing church hunters. Yeah, I was just head of the healing church, and your canon is just getting more and more convoluted. I said healing church I hunters! Know, but there, was, there was a very brief pause where I thought you were just going to end the <laughs> sentence there. Well, you know what? Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. I'm familiar with a lot of Bloodborne-like alternate universe canons, but... They're mostly too lewd to bring up on this podcast. <laughs> we should have a um, After Dark episode where we talk about them. Okay. But I think we might get banned from YouTube. There's a, there's a cute one. What's the cute one? The cute one, one is that like um, it's like an alternate timeline where German and Maria got married, and they have a like a, a daughter together who is like half and half. Margerman? I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up. Ger Maria? So there's there's like there's like uh German and Maria as parents of like like a little little Maria girl. Yeah. Are you sure you want to keep recording at 6 a.m.? Why? Yes? Why? What's wrong? What? What's your problem? What is your problem? What hold? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Ike does a lot of art for the podcast. Yes. He's a really amazing artist. Yeah, we have a lot of amazing artists on we Discord, do. and um, Ike is one of them. And he does streams uh, of like how he draws, like drawing streams. He does, yeah, on Picado. Exactly, yeah. and it's uh, what's the what's the URL? Okay, I'll give you his Twitter. His Twitter is twitter.com Ikebreak. I think it's the same Picardo, Picardo TV slash Ikebreak. And uh, at some point he did a stream and we asked him to draw like couples. Yeah. And their kids. And so he did draw like Maria and German and they had a little kid Aww. and like Annalise yeah. and uh, Alfred. <laughs> and they had kids, but the kids were fighting. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah, he did a bunch. Uh, so check him out. Give him like a like. Uh, leave him a positive comment. He's super nice. Yeah, what were we saying? Um, Bill? I, I think. Did I pronounce it? Did I get it right? I think you said Baalith, which is. What is it? It's Behalit. Oh my god, Richie, you're so mean. You can't even encourage my efforts. <laughs> you. <laughs> Some of these are really, like, I can't. I can't say them. Well, hang on. I've got to try to drag this back on topic, but a surprise for you. If you check, if you check the chat. <gasps> okay. Oh my god. Love surprises. Vehilith. Yeah, Streets of Rage 2, the fighting game. For some reason, there is a boss called Vehilith, which is like the yeah. same as Bayelit because B and V are the same letter in Japanese. So mm -hmm. I guess the designer was a fan. Did 
Did I predict it somehow? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Is this Miyazaki? Was Miyazaki involved in this game? <laughs> Did he pass by the studio one day and he's like, I have a really good idea for y'all. <laughs> it's totally original. <laughs> Prime doesn't let him do Berserk references anymore. He walks around random studios <laughs> <laughs> and shouts ideas in them. <laughs> Excuse me. I thought you were yelling at your boyfriend in your imaginary language then. Because she went... That was me sneezing. I'm not allergic to animals except for our cat. It's very peculiar. Yeah, I'm glad that, that my expensive new microphone, its debut, was this. This has been 45 <laughs> minutes of just, like, a phone call with no point to it. Oh, yeah, tell people about your new cool microphone. Bought with your money. I used the patron money to buy a better microphone. Largely because I don't listen to this podcast. But this was entirely for my own benefit, so I don't have to edit out, like, horrible sibilance anymore. No, and it's cool. And now you have uh, a Yeti microphone. Because I also have, like, a Yeti microphone. Yeah. What color is yours? White. Mine is red. Twinsies. Wow. I was hoping we'd be able to record a podcast about the Yeti. Because that would have been a good coincidence. But apparently it's whatever this <laughs> but, is. <laughs> but you know what's going on with the Mysterious World podcast? Can I just say, like, s someone won a thing in the stream for you to do this. So I'm, I'm really sorry that someone who paid attention close enough to know about Dignity City and answered <laughs> the question, and it's just been this. And that someone is Blake Lestart. Shout out. <laughs> Richie, give shout out to Blake Lestart. Shout out and apologies to Blake Lestart. <laughs> Yeah. And we can probably salvage about 15 minutes of recapping part of Berserk that everyone already knows. No, well, we had some new discoveries. We figured out that the Hunter's Mark resembles more closely what goes on in Kynehurst than... No. no, the Brand of Sacrifice, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I know, people know what I mean. It's early! <sighs> mm. You know what, Smart Mouth? No, I'm sorry. You know what? <laughs> no, I can't read that one. <laughs> this is like a really bad running joke from an episode of a sitcom they felt wasn't working. In today's episode, Sin finds a random insult book. Then in the next episode, you'll get, like, spot the hidden objects. And we'll have to keep stopping while you find random things. Jerk fungus. <laughs> what was I saying? Why was I mad? I was mad about something, that's why I picked up the book. I interrupted you. No, I didn't even interrupt you. You said you said that the hunter's mark was like the mark in Kanehurst, and then I said, no, the mark of Kanehurst is like the the brand of sacrifice. And then 
Oh, and then I'm like, people know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. what I was about to say. Okay, if you're so smart, you do the sum up. I don't know what we're summing up because I don't know what we just talked about. We talked about the similarities between Bloodborne and Berserk, specifically the Mark of Sacrifice. Okay. Or the Brand of Sacrifice. Whatever. And the Hunter's thing. There's other, there's other similarities we could talk about that aren't that. I know, but we don't have time because I have to go to work soon. Well, we would have had time if, <laughs> if half an hour of this weren't completely unbroadcastable. You know, I, I've been helping my parents move house, right, which happens in the evening. And I've been in the car with them and they listen to, like, evening radio. And I'm like, I understand now why podcasts are popular. Why? Because this is, like, terrible. It's like it's like being in a car with a fly that is buzzing around, and you're just trying to ignore it, and then every self it's like. But it's like everyone call in with like, come up with the name of a film, and then add an extra letter to make it wacky. Our lines are now open. No, no, no! We should do it. We should. We should. Yeah, when no. we stream Bloodborne, that's what we do, and then people can call in on Discord or something. Didn't we do that with Dark Souls Remastered? We never had people call in on Discord. What are you talking about? Are you sure? Didn't didn't we have people, like, join us for Dark Oh, was that on PSN chat? Did, I'm sure that we streamed Dark Souls Remastered and we had people, like... Joining us for co-op. Joining? Maybe like for co-op, not call in on oh, Discord. Right. Are you ever listening to what I'm saying? You? Oh, I'm going to go for a mean one. Oh. Oof. Okay, well, you asked for it. Like, there's no middle ground with this booklet. It's either, like, really cute. Or it's just Is there a way I can get Nick to, like, make this legally unfit for broadcast? Like, can he, like, intervene and prevent you from ever uploading this? You know what? I think I think we should make it a patron-tier podcast. No, I think I think you should make the part about, like, the bail-it and the brand of sacrifice and everything just, like, a short podcast because of um, the, the stream thing. And then you could put the complete catastrophe on Patreon. Okay. okay. For some reason, I was looking for words to insult you. I already forgot why. But you are a crap chunk, Richard. <laughs> oh, a crap chunk. A crap chunk. Okay. I'll wear that. Um, <laughs> my favorite is still a clown basket. <laughs> yeah. It It reminds me of that, like, kind of brief period in the 2000s where people would insult each other on the internet but they'd come up with wacky random insults oh like what like apple boat and things like that or like clown basket sounds like something from there um okay richard do the outro uh we're now on 52 minutes 18 seconds so if the podcast is like anywhere approaching that in length at this point, she's left too much in. <laughs> um, this was unlistenable. I'm sorry. We, we're doing a much better one tomorrow. No, today. Oh, well, tomorrow for me, today for you. Yeah. 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 With a very special guest. With a very special guest. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
And given like the the order in which these come out, this will probably come out after that. That won't make any sense. <laughs> no, no, it will come out before. All right. I think I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it will never come out. Well, we can we can dream. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thanks so much, Richie, for this borderline impromptu podcast. That's all right. Thank you for... I don't know why I'm thanking you at all. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for teaching me a series of new insults. (laughs) A big thank you to all the fart junkies for listening. (laughs) (sighs) I just looked up an insult generator online, and it gave me rectum waffle. Oh my god! Those words are present in my generator as well. Wow. Yeah. Huh. We should have a podcast where we compare insult generators and pick out the best one. This one seems to like the word pirate. (laughs) (laughs) What a turd goblin. Shit biscuit. That seems like a bit too plausible. I feel like it already is an answer. Yeah, people would already say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll have to do like a good one about Berserk at some other point. Oh my point. god, of course yeah. we will. Yeah. Yes, that's the point. This was supposed to be like a like a warm-up Berserk podcast for the awesome Blake Lestart. Yeah. I explained it during the stream that this will be like a like a warm up because it's very like short notice and impromptu. Yeah. As if that is the reason our podcasts are bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always good to have an excuse. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking even we could do like one podcast per theme. Like, you know what I mean? Per theme that it, in which way uh Bloodborne and Berserk are similar, or when they overlap. Okay. Or in which way they overlap, or whatever. Okay. Know. I can't speak, it's early! It's been early for like an hour and a half now. Are you giving me attitude? I think that's enough time for you to, like, boot up. I've been booted up since six! You have been testing me before we <laughs> even know. started recording. I'm sure I'm trying to get you angry so you think clearer. <laughs> Oh, and you know, when I was streaming, I was, um, like, I put, in the title, I put, like, (laughs) streaming Bloodborne playing for the very first time. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess, uh, I guess that's it. (sighs) Did we do the outro? I think I started doing the outro when you cut me off and started yelling at me. If my calculations are correct, this should be episode 49. I wonder if yeah. if it's going to be. Well, if my calculations are correct, there will be no episode 49. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thank you very much, Richie. That's alright, Shin. Okay, bye, Cloud Basket. Bye, Turd Canoe. <laughs> <laughs>